Well, good afternoon and welcome to episode 206 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. Well, you guys know the routine. I'm going to read news headlines. You guys are going to call in and talk about them. Or you can always uh, throw something out in the chat box uh, or bring your own shit to talk about. I don't really care. Uh, oh, I see uh, people are starting to show up in the chat box. Uh, hey, uh, Tit Santana, uh, good morning to you as well. Although it's evening for me over here. Uh, I see Homelander creeping around over there as well. Uh, and to everybody else, uh, hey, how you doing? Let's talk about some shit. Oh, okay. oh, Captain's here. All right, it's a it's a good show now. I know it's going to be a good show. <laughs> uh, as always, you guys can call in and talk about any of the topics that I'm speaking on, or you can uh, type in the chat box. Uh, if I'm reading something an article, I can't see the chat box or you guys calling in, uh, but you guys know that. So just be patient and uh, I'll get to any call as soon as I possibly can. Uh, let's see. What do we have in the news today? Uh, no, not that yet. Uh, why not? This one sounds like fun. I don't know. Uh, I, as always, whenever I pull up these headlines, for the most part, I haven't read the article. So uh, I'm going into this just as blind as you guys are. All I know is what the article said. Uh, for for its headline. Uh, uh, headline for this one is Balsanio ally caught hiding 4,500 pounds between his buttocks during a police raid, uh, which definitely sounds like an article I want to read. Uh, uh, a close ally of Brazil's president has been suspended after anti-corruption police found 4,500 pounds, and that's the uh, British money, not 40 pounds as in the, the weight unit, uh, stashed in between his buttocks. Uh, Officers initially uncovered 1,400 and 4,600 uh, pounds inside of a safe of the ho home of the senator, uh, Chico Rodriguez. Uh, okay. <laughs> Shortly after the discovery, the politician reportedly asked if he could go to the bathroom, but as he walked away, an eagle-eyed officer spotted a large rectangular bulge in his shorts. Oh, yeah. Uh, the police report stated that found inside his underwear near his buttocks were stacks of money that totaled uh, about 2,000 pounds. <laughs> um, police said Mr. Rodriguez was asked three times whether any additional cash was stowed away in the same place before he angrily shoved his hand into his underwear to fish out more stacks of bills totaling 2,475 pounds uh, a, another search turned up another uh, 35 pounds from inside his underwear <laughs> um Mr. Rodriguez, uh, President Bolsonaro's deputy leader in the Senate, was targeted by federal police on Wednesday as part of a probe into the alleged misappropriation of COVID-19 funds. Uh, apparently, he misappropriated the hell out of those. Uh, for one thing, that sounds like a lot of fucking money in your underwear. Uh, I haven't seen a picture of this dude. I imagine, I imagine it has to be this big fucking fat fucker. I mean, a skinny dude would have no chance. Because think about the numbers. Uh, I, I don't know what... Um, denominations they were using but that sounds like quite a bit of money and no matter which way you uh, stack it they only go up so much uh have you guys ever done something like that have you ever uh tried to uh hide something on you and get away with it like we're like did you do any shoplifting when you're like a kid or uh are you a magician or any or any of the other reasons to try to hide stuff on you um <laughs> no homelander i buy i buy extra roomy underwear just for the occasion uh when I was like, I think 13 or 14, I went through a, a, a shoplifting spree that lasted about two or three months before I decided, you know, it, 
it wasn't worth it and it was just bullshit this is back in the day where we're, we're seriously talking like the mid to late 80s i guess uh, um so uh security wasn't uh, what it is now uh, <laughs> and uh me and a couple friends figured out that there was a spot in this one store where there's no way a camera could see it because of how it was set up so when we would do the the old uh walk into that area holding something and walk and walk back out of that area not holding anything trick <laughs> And, you know, it's just dumb kid stuff. And I don't, uh, it was a Myers. There wasn't anything expensive that you could stick underneath your, uh, you know, a jacket or in your underwear anyways, uh, that wasn't locked up. Um, uh, but, uh, like I said, it was short lived because if nothing else, it didn't seem worth it. We couldn't steal anything cool. So, so, um, that was just me and a couple of my friends at one point, he was 16 and we, I was 13. So he was a bad influence on me. I, I blame him for the most part. But regardless, uh, so I, uh, I do have a little experience of trying to hide shit and I don't know if I'd be so bold as to hide thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in my drawers. Um, and the gross part is, you know, that they had to shake it out of them like three or four times. Like they, the, uh, it was like the third or fourth search. I found the last $35 that was wedged right up the old bum hole apparently. And, uh, that's why, uh, people think I'm weird that whenever I touch money, I wash my hands. Um, Tid Santana said, well, it's better than lobster tails. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like yesterday's article, uh, if you guys weren't around for it, uh, I read about a guy that uh, which uh, was arrested for smuggling 16 lobster tails in his pants. But that was a bait and switch. The headline for that article said 16 lobsters. And then you read, the, then you read into it, it's actually lobster tails, which is two t- entirely different stories. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the, the, the shoplifting theme or the hiding sh- uh, shit that you shouldn't have in your pants thing, theme uh, is send, uh, apparently strong right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Oh, but I, what I was saying is uh, um, that's why I wash my hands or use hand sanitizer whenever I touch money because money is dirty. Uh, fuck, I think there's some crazy percentage of uh, uh, that, uh, what they say, like 20% or 30%, uh, some ridiculous percentage of all money has like traces of cocaine on it. Or maybe that's 20s or 50s. There's a certain denomination that where it's it, it's got a really high chance that there actually being cocaine on it. Uh, and people say to me all the time, Jay, uh, why, you, you know, why you wash your hands after you touch money? I'm like, dude, you have clearly never been to a strip club. If you've ever been to a strip club, you will never even consider touching money without fucking gloves. Holy shit, some of the shit I've seen done to poor currency. Benjamin's. I don't know if it's a bullshit legend, uh, Homelander. I read it someplace. It could be wrong. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, but it, yeah, probably would be the hundred dollar bills, <laughs> which is why juice licks all bills. <laughs> yeah, it's probably BS, but I, th- I thought I heard some, you know, but the, and thing, and that's funny how that shit kind of works. Yeah. Someone else tells you about it so many years ago and you forget about where you're here to source and which is why people believe things that aren't true uh, pretty strongly sometimes because they heard it a long time ago and, you know, uh, it kind of just set in and you, and you hear it, if you hear it a couple few more times from other sources, well then, yeah, it's gotta be true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Money, uh, especially in a strip club is not something you want to get up close to, <laughs> or maybe you do, if that's your thing, cool, more power to you, man. Uh, but shit, it's reached a point where I don't like, and this is before the pandemic thing and all that good stuff. I didn't like touching uh, things that other people touch. Um, Quite often, if someone, if I had to shake someone's hand as soon as they were around the corner, I paralled up my, <laughs> I keep paralled up up my uh, desk way before all this pandemic shit. 
uh, which makes me think like the top of a Perel bottle, you know, the part, the portion that you push down to get your, you know, Perel, that must be like the dirtiest, most germy place in the entire fucking world. Cause it only gets touched by hands that recently touched something that they didn't want to. So, so I, that place, the top of a Perel bottle is probably pretty gross. Yeah. Homelander said 90% of all statistics are made up on the spot. Now, I heard that was 83%, but I'm not going to argue with you over a small a number like that. <laughs> uh, what else do we got to talk about today? Okay, this isn't really interesting, but I it, I'm, I, I uh, kind of have a connection to this, so that's why I wanted to bring it up. Uh, first, it was airbags. Now, millions of Takata seatbelts may also be faulty. Uh, millions of vehicles could face recall due to faulty seatbelts using parts provided by Takata. Uh, the same Japanese supplier responsible for the recall of tens of millions of vehicles due to defective airbag inflators, blamed for hundreds of injuries and dozens of deaths. <laughs> um, Joyson Safety Systems, the Chinese-owned uh, automotive supplier that took over the remnants, or remains rather, of Takata after it went bankrupt in 2017, said it is pouring over 20 years of testing data for seatbelt webbing and has found inaccuracy suggesting the numbers might have been altered internally or intentionally. Oh my. Uh, uh, Japanese regulators have begun their own probe and have repeatedly, or excuse me, reportedly advertised, <sighs> reportedly advised automakers to prepare for recalls. If the safety of the belts cannot be verified, the impact could be substantial. Uh, Takata provided webbing for as much as 40% of Japanese auto production and 30% of the vehicles produced worldwide. Uh, at one point, Takata was one of the world's premier suppliers of automotive safety si systems. Uh, the company's downfall began in 2014 when it was revealed that its airbag inflators could malfunction as they aged. In such instances, the devices could use, could you, uh, excuse me, the devices used to fill an airbag could explode with unusual force, sending plastic and metal shrapnel flying into the passenger compartment. It was, it was subsequently revealed that senior managers knew of the problem and tried to cover it up. The reason I bring this up is only for uh, one reason. Uh, and it's because uh, at one point I worked at Takata. <laughs> uh, kind of yes and no. It was, it was a temporary job, uh, but it was a high-end temporary job. There's a uh, I don't know if any of you have ever worked for a temporary agency before, uh, but there's different classes of temporary agencies. I've worked at ones that basically just sent me to different bullshit factory jobs, uh, like uh, working at plastic plastic factories. Uh, I worked. I was working for a temporary agency when I worked at that uh, electro coating plant. I told you guys that I failed out of, and when I was working for the recycling uh, plant that I fucking quit on. One of the few jobs I ever quit. I wasn't just going to do it. Too stinky. Um, but. At one point, I worked for uh, a temporary company that was more white-collar uh, jobs, so, so a little high, higher end. And they got me a job at uh, Takata Safety Systems in the blueprint room. And my entire job was basically to sit there, and whenever one of the uh, engineers, whatever you want to call them, came up with blueprints and stuff they were working on that they wanted copies on, I would make them their copies on this big blueprint machine that, that did all that shit. Um and uh, I, I only worked there for, I want to say, three months because that's all, how long the contract was. They were just having a surge and something that they were doing. And they, they knew that after that was over, they wouldn't need that pers another person anymore. So uh, that's why they went for temporary agency. Uh, so I enjoyed my work, but I knew, we, I knew from the very day I started working there that at the end of that, I, they definitely were not keeping me. 
Uh, but it was a cool place. Uh, I, I, I want to say it was like their United States headquarters, which wouldn't surprise me since, you know, I live in the Detroit area. So, and it behooved them to be close to that area. Um, but they, it had a section that was, you know, like an office, like where, uh, like the different engineers and stuff worked and all the paperwork part stuff went on, but they also had like a testing and research department where they were, you know, you go in and they have like different rams and presses to tr uh, try, you know, test the strengths of things. Uh, and I had no clue this entire, this entire time that they were doing a shitty job. <laughs> um, cause you know, you guys saw the news articles about the different, uh, um, lawsuits for their airbags. And now they're talking about the only other thing they really did, which was their seatbelt shit. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's just amazing that, you know, the, a company of that scope and the, what amazes me really is the fact that it sounds like it was all intentional, uh, that they were willing to risk people's lives, uh, to, uh, you know, make money basically. Um, it's different when you think, you know, when like you sell somebody a, a defective so-and-so, you know, there's all kinds of things when you make something of shabby material you're still ripping the person off, but it's like, oh, damn, my radio stopped working after six months because they, you know, they, they use shitty solder or something, stuff like that. It's a way different thing than, oh, damn, uh, my seatbelts broke while I, when I was in an accident and flung me through the fucking windshield because, you know, the, they use shitty component uh, materials to try to save money, uh, which is bullshit, you know. So I'm hoping there'll be severe repercussions way beyond the fact that just they won't, just because they went bankrupt. At this point, they should be looking for the people that altered the records and charge them with criminal charges, really. Uh, what you guys talking about in the chat box? Oh, fuck. Uh, um, oh, you guys are talking about the fights. Is that on already? Uh, I guess it probably is. So some of those ones come on a lot earlier. Uh, I think the, uh, uh, fight Island ones do, I suppose. Oh, the shit. You're the fourth fight in. Holy shit. Um, Oh, oh, you guys are talking about that boxing match, man. That's a big deal. I don't know anything about boxing, but you know, my boss even told me he was going to go watch that tonight. Cause his, uh, son-in-law's in, in town and you know with with his daughter and his son-in-law's into that shit so he's gonna watch it um even though he's not much into that i guess he's into it a little bit he uh he used to do karate when he was younger and he's he enjoys it when i show him a, a good mma knockout clip so i he probably will have a good time watching it although it's not what he normally does um yeah um i'm not gonna try to say any of the people uh fighting's names but I, yeah i was aware of that fight Yeah, and that's what they're talking about in there. So uh, feel free to call in and talk about it. I don't know much about uh, boxing, so I don't know how much of a participant I would be. But if you guys want to talk to each other about it, that's fine, too. <laughs> in the meantime, let's see what else we got. Uh, okay, we talked about the guy hiding money in his ass. Uh, we talked about the Takata being a shitty company. No, we don't want to do that one yet. That one's a little kind of bad. Ah, Boston news anchor says she's been fired for making a cameo on who be Halloween. What is who be Halloween? You might ask, uh, Adam Sandler's latest new Netflix film, Hubie Halloween has unsurprisingly been a hit since it's released last week. Uh, maybe more surprisingly that it's not, is that it's not as bad as expected. Uh, that's what they put in a little presences to try to be funny and a little dig at Adam Sandler there. Uh, Unfortunately for Elena Pinto, uh, who has a small role, it wasn't so well received by her employer. Uh, the local news anchor shared on social media that she had been fired by Boston's WHDH Channel 7 News 
saying that her appearance violated her contract. Um, earlier this week, I was let go from 7 News. Uh, I'm posting this because I want to be open and honest with all of you. Uh, last year, I participated in a cameo in the recently released Netflix movie by Adam Sandler, Hoobie Halloween. In doing so, I mistakenly violated my contract with the station, and I understand why management unfortunately chose to terminate me. Uh, I'm deeply disappointed and saddened, and I hope this will not be how things, and I hope that this would not be how things evolved. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it, it stars actually a whole bunch of people, and uh, it stars uh, Sandler, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Maya Rudolph, I don't know who that is, uh, Kevin James, and many more. Uh, Pinto Finley appears in the movie as a, in the, as a morning news anchor. Uh, her character is dressed up as Harley Quinn uh, for a broadcast, only to soon discover that her fellow female on-air talent have all done the same. Haha, ha, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, so that's kind of shady. I mean, you guys think that should be a thing? I mean, obviously, she signed a contract. Uh, she should be aware of her contract. You know, uh, they have every right to fire her. Um but I don't know why, why they would, why would they bother? Why, I, I, is it a corporate thing that, you know, oh, she broke the law. She broke the rule. We have no choice. We have to fire her. You know, it says on our, on our side, I don't see what the big deal is. Um, but I, I mean, yeah. what do you guys think? Is there, you think there was a re reasonable reason? I mean, there has to be a reasonable reason why they put that in there in the first place. Um, I'm just trying to wrap my, my head around, uh, why they would care that she, uh, their on-air talent did a cameo in a, in a movie. <laughs> Captain said they probably hated the bitch and it gave them a reason. Yeah, yeah, uh, possibly. But uh, I'm, I'm more trying to figure out why they had the reason, why it's in the contract in the first place. Um, I don't know. I guess it's so that they don't find out that their morning talk show uh, darling is doing porn on the side or something like that. Uh, just basically to lock them up so they don't, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, it's probably kind of a standard thing in any kind of entertainment uh, contract like that. Oh, sorry. Complete change of subject. Uh, Juice is all bummed out because he, uh, he lost a raffle today. Uh, one of the people on our website makes knives, like flat out makes them, like forges them himself. And they're really nice and they're, he's, it's real high end fucking stuff. Um, and one of the cool things he does is every once in a while, he'll take a piece and raffle it off instead of selling it. So, you know, like he'll get, he'll sell them like for 10 or $20 spots, you know, and, but he, and he only sells like a limited amount of them. So you actually have a reasonable chance of, uh, winning something. Uh, it's, it's a cool way to like do a, a slight amount of gambling and possibly get a really high end knife that you maybe wouldn't even be able to afford normally. Um, I've done it once or twice. I've never won anything, but I actually have one of his pieces, uh, so I'm proud of that. Anyways, he sent it to me. Uh, actually, when I got he was, dude, the guy's a really uh, good guy. Uh, this is Bushkill Blades. If you ever want to uh, check out his work, uh, just go to his website. Um, when I was sick with the cancer thing, he was uh, said he didn't have much money to donate to a GoFundMe. So what he did uh, instead was he uh, he made a knife and raffled it off, and then you know, uh, and then he said he just send the proceeds uh, into my GoFundMe, uh, which is what he did. Uh, and even, even cooler, the guy that won the raffle, uh, you know, said, go ahead and send it back to, uh, paid for it. And then, you know, I, I'm sorry, it wasn't even a raffle. It was an auction, I believe. Yeah. He auctioned it off. That's, that's right. Um, and then the guy that won the uh, auction told him to send me the knife, uh, which was, you know, pretty, uh, fucking cool. 
Uh, so it's not it's not a big one, but it's a really cool little knife. I'm really glad I have it. It means a lot to me, a sentimental value, actually. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it's uh, proved to me that there's people out there that aren't assholes. Because, <laughs> you know, in today's world, people are such assholes for the most part. It's good to be reminded every once in a while that there are good people out there. Um, quite a few of them. Oh, let's see. Oh yeah, Homelander said so he, he defends me when Homelander when he's bagging on him. Yeah, he might not understand that you're just fucking around. Um, I get a lot of shit in that forum, so it wouldn't surprise me if it, if he took it the wrong way. Uh, anyways, let's see what else we have to talk about. No, that's grim. No. Uh, oh, did you guys see uh, Chris Cyborg uh, got her first submission win ever uh, when she fought last night? Um, which is cool, and 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 that's a cool stat, but that's really. It was the less, the least necessary submission I've ever seen in my life. She just beat this girl fucking senseless until basically she didn't have enough reasoning left to defend a choke. Um, yeah. So yes, technically it's a submit a submission, but she could have submitted her at any in any way she wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it didn't have to be that choke. She could have reached down and grabbed a leg and started twisting it. Uh, that girl had no clue what the fuck was going on at that point because she, oh Jesus, it was so fucking one-sided. Um, she's, you know, um, Homelander says she, she's supposedly been a black belt for like 15 to 20 years. So it does, I mean, it's, I'm not surprised at all that, that she got a submission. Uh, you know, she's probably pretty good at them. Uh, I, even though she doesn't normally use submissions at all, she, except for in revert or her training does, uh, work for her uh, to for defending them quite a bit i would imagine but this is the first time she's actually got a win with one uh and i'm sure it's legit and all that i'm just saying that she that she beat that girl so badly she could have won whatever the fuck way she wanted to at that point uh it was uh, it was fucking sad i mean uh and and after the fight she called out for uh, Nunes, uh of course and uh i'm not a big fan of that because uh she had the opportunity for a rematch uh, after she lost and she decided to move to a smaller pond instead. Uh, so now that she's got a couple wins, she's trying to call for a, uh, a interleague uh, fight and it's all smoke and fucking mirrors as far as I'm concerned. Cause she knows for a fact, Dana's never going to do that. It, there's nothing in him to do it. You know, uh, his champions already beat her once. So another win against her doesn't really help him all that much. Uh, and if he, and heaven forbid, if uh, cyborg won, that would kind of fuck with the UFC. They know, you know, to know that uh, basically their belt is over on uh, Bellator is holding it now. Um, oh, Tito said uh, that Nguyen's fight's one of my all-time favorite fights. Yeah, I just rewatched that like today. Uh, it was pretty fucking impressive. I mean, it wasn't a really long fight, but fucking uh, cyborg had nothing for her, for her at all. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, I was, I wasn't surprised that Nunes won. I've been impressed with her for uh, quite a bit, despite the fact that I can barely pronounce her name. Uh, I just, uh, was surprised that it, it was that easy for her. I figured it'd be a pretty, uh, you know, uh, at least a two or three round fight, uh, before one of them basically took over and, uh, Nunes had it from the, from the time it started till the time it ended. And I think it was only like 45 seconds or a minute fight or some shit like that. I'd have to go back and watch it again, but it wasn't a long fight at all. Yeah, Tit said uh, the bully got bullied. Yeah, 
which which is one of the things I enjoyed with watching uh, Joanna. Uh, I'm not even going to try to fucking pronounce her name. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, I uh, I love watching her uh, get beat. Uh, I was a big fan of hers to start off with. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about the uh, Joanna uh, Joanna Joanna Champion. <laughs> Because uh, I, I thought she was cool, uh, right up to the point where, and this happens with so many MMA people, right up to the point where she did a season of The Ultimate Fighter. And I didn't even watch that season of The Ultimate Fighter, just the clips from it of her being a fucking bitch uh, turned me off to her personality so much. And uh, and then after that, it just got worse. You know, she, she seemed so cocky and fucking just, you know, I, just being a dick whenever she possibly could. So I took great joy in watching her get beat uh, multiple times. Um, <laughs> So, uh, uh, and I've seen it happen a couple of times with different people on uh, the ultimate fighter, uh, as fun, as much fun as the ultimate fighter is for me for like discovering new people to follow and root for. And that's why I'm having trouble like you know, with the new talent nowadays, cause there's no ultimate fighters and I haven't actually watched them for quite a while. I just don't have them, you know, since I don't have uh, cable TV, I didn't, don't have access to the channels that they would normally be on. Uh, but as much as I enjoyed that part, it was sometimes those bad when you had people coach, uh, the, uh, famously the, uh, Ronda Rousey season, uh, turned tons of people against her before that's, that was, that was quite possibly the worst decision she's ever made in her uh, professional career, uh, as far as like media wise, because, uh, most people thought Ronda Rousey was pretty fucking awesome before the season of Ultimate Fighter when it turned out she is a petty bitch, a petty over-competitive bitch. <laughs> and I hate to say that because I liked her quite a bit. I actually talked with her a couple times on on uh, Twitter before she got super famous because uh, you know, I started following her like in, just before she uh, uh, did Strike Force. Oh, God, I think, what was she in before that? Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed her Strike Force career. It was a lot of fun watching her just fucking rip through people. So I, I talked to her a couple times on Twitter and all that good shit. So I was a huge fan. Uh, in the season of Ultimate Fighter, when she was just fucking, well, I guess, well, it wasn't, I was about to say where she turned into, but I guess that's who she really was. When I found out that she was just a horrible fucking person, holy shit. Um, that was a bummer. <laughs> it was quite a bummer for me. Um, how about you guys? Uh, I, I, I assume you guys are not fans of uh, Rousey after watching that season. Um, probably you guys probably all see, saw it. Uh, or did that not matter to you? Uh, is there any people here that are still Ronda Rousey fans after all that shit? And uh, are there, and as a broader question, are there any celebrities that you regret finding out more about them? That you were people that you were big fans of until you found out more about their personality and who they actually were? Because uh, I'm sure we've all had some disappointments like that. Wolf Castle says, Rhonda had to hang out with me. She found out what she was really like, and she didn't fake being nice. She knew she was a bitch, so she act bitchy toward... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Oh, hold on, you're calling in. It makes it easier. What up, Wolf Castle? <laughs> doing things the hard way. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I was, I was trying to say Misha. I was doing a voice attack. It didn't work, but I was under the impression that Misha was super bitchy on set, but trying mm -hmm. to be really cool on camera. And Ron uh, just had it with her and just wouldn't kiss any ass. Yeah, yeah, I heard, I heard something about that uh, as well. And that doesn't surprise me in the least bit. Uh, Misha Tate looks like a mean person. I'm sorry to say that. And, you know, I guess that you shouldn't judge people basic, based on her looks. But she looks like a mean person. She also looks like she just smelled a fart. 
Uh, if she isn't actively smiling, her you know some people have resting bitch face. She has resting fart face. She if she's not actively engaged in emotion, she looks like she smelled something bad. I agree. I was going to say that line, but you you took it right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, but you're right. Most all of her interviews, she always tries to be nice and stuff like that. So you know, um, and the rumors that she was being a bitch on site uh, on the set could be wrong, but it wouldn't surprise me if those were 100 percent right. But still, given all that, um, Rhonda still came off as a fucking horrible person. <laughs> the way she responded to that was, it might have been worse than the actual bitchiness that we didn't see. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, have a little decorum, if nothing else. Don't I let it get to you like that. We've actually we? discussed this very thing before, I think, but I'm going to say it again. Because everyone thinks it's cool and the Diaz brothers are flipping people off, but if Rhonda flips somebody off, oh my, that's the end of the world. Oh, that, that didn't bother me so much. It's just, it just the, but the entire attitude, like, you know, then she tried them, you know, mad dog, uh, Hallman when he and was on the Hallman. set. Yeah. <laughs> she was hoping he was wearing his bun hugger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dana didn't like that shit at all. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then there's also been seasons where, um, yeah, or but as I mentioned, the the Ultimate Fighter is where you get to know a lot of fighters, and I like watch I like watching people fight when I know them. It's, it makes a, me more invested in a fight. I might be rooting for them, I might be rooting against them, but when you know their personalities, it does make it more fun in certain ways. Uh, although I, I mentioned I have had celebrities. Uh, here's a here's a segue. What we were talking about finding out if you found uh, several celebrities that you like were assholes, and if you guys had any examples of that. Uh, for me, Twitter has been the biggest case of this. Uh, Twitter, I've found, is basically useful for making me disappointed in people I looked up to. <laughs> so, like, I'll go through. There's been a couple few times where I was like, "Oh yeah, I like that celebrity." Yeah, yeah. Uh, in whatever way that he's celebrity, it doesn't matter. Um, and so I'll follow him on Twitter, and like a, a week later, I'm unfollowing him, going, "Oh man, dude, I had no clue that's what that dude was like." Uh, and it, it could be many things like, uh, I've had to unfollow several people cause they're, they're rabid about their political views. I don't care what your political views are, but some, some people are like, so like over the top with it that I, I can't even stand listening to them. And I've like, uh, unfollowed a couple different writers and things like that because of that, that reason. Um, and other ones, you just, the way they tweet, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I, you're not, you're a fucking idiot <laughs> in all kinds of different ways. And, and as opposed to meeting them in person as well, uh, I've never really met that many celebrities in person. So, um, it's, uh, I don't have that experience, but just interacting and see how they interact with people in social media has turned me off to several people. Um, how about you guys? Uh, any, uh, celebrities that you really regret getting to know better? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got to talk about today. Uh, no, no. We're going to have to go back to that one at some point, but no. Um, oh, we talked about Chris Cyborg. No. Oh, this one was actually not what I was going to talk about. This is an article I was just reading the actual read. Um, but this is silly. This is actually, yeah, I'll read it to you guys. After living in a converted school bus for a year, a retiree is now $10,000 in debt and is selling her schoolie. I guess what they call it. Uh, here's the one cost she didn't see coming. And the one cost she didn't see coming was fucking maintenance. <laughs> um, 
Uh, she said that in just one year, she's had to replace just about every major part in the school bus, uh, prompting it to sell her car and take out a loan. And now she said she's maxed out her credit cards and is $10,000 in debt. So she's going to sell the bus for like 63000 And if you look at the pictures, it's really cool. Um, she obviously spent quite a bit of money building the bus. Uh, I think I think it says in the article. Uh, let's see. Yeah, she's she spent $45,000 converting the 1999 Freightliner school bus into a tiny house with the help of a builder. Uh, the thing is, uh, the... the um, house itself looks pretty cool and, and looks like it's well-made and all that good stuff uh unfortunately she bought bought a, a school bus to do it that needed fucking everything she said she in the past year she's had to replace pretty much everything under the hood including the engine control module clutch fan uh, master brake cylinders abs sensors shocks brake pads um and said now she's so far in debt from fixing all that stuff that she's actually just going to sell it and i think she wants like sixty-five thousand for it um, and I feel bad for the lady, but that's fucking, that's not bad luck. That's just common sense. You know, uh, if you're buying something like that, you have to make sure all the parts are working. She's, she took something that was fucking 20 years old, turned it into a, a fucking, you know, a school bus and never thought about the fact that she should check into the mechanicals of the fucking, uh, bus as well. Um, and, and she also cited other reasons why she didn't want to do it as well, like so many unexpected costs, you know, uh, pro problems finding place to park it and the, and the cost of parking it and a lot of spots, uh, things like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it, but it's just the case of some lady. I don't even know why it's an actual article. It's just the case of some lady not uh, thinking things through. Uh, and it's it, unfortunately, she didn't have a husband. I believe she's a widow. So she didn't have the guy there to, to check the stuff that needed to be checked. Um, what's this? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm reading the chat box. It got really interesting right quick. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Hold on a second. We got a caller. What up, Sly? How you doing, boss? Um, I was preoccupied. <laughs> I just joined the chat and... I see Rainer trying to chase off the girls. Is this the fucking OG? Dude, <laughs> you're so fucking awkward. You know, you would get attention from girls if you weren't such a fucking asshole. Seriously. What, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody be nice now, folks. There you go. So how you doing today, Sly? What you up to? Uh, good until I saw that. <laughs> Grace, don't uh, don't pay any attention to anybody. Obviously, you know, we don't want you going anywhere. So everybody else. Like, oh, I, I don't know. I think you know with the OG and the OGers and all of us, we're destined to sit around with a bunch of fucking dudes <laughs> with everything. That there can't this can't ever be co-ed. Apparently so. All right, we've got Umbardo on the line again. Plus, we have somebody I haven't heard of calling in yet. Uh, so we'll see who this is. Uh, hello, Umbardo and. One rainbow? Is that what it is? Did I say that right? Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Right. What's up, my homeboy Sly Dizzy Dog? What up, Pastor <laughs> Sly, James? Sly, Sly already bolted. Yeah, That's man. how you doing, bro. And oh, yeah, and you're, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. How did you say it again, sir? What's up, man? Not too much. What can we do for you today? Not a lot, man. Okay. 
You can chill. Are you all right? Yeah, apparently, apparently he's all right. So how you doing, homeboy? You on pro football like Michael Jackson, bro? What's that? What were we talking about? Is that guy pro football? I don't know what you're talking oh. about, man. <laughs> the shit that killed Michael Jackson, the sleeping gas. You don't know a lot of things, Jake. Dirty dog. I'm surprised. Get out of here, dirty dog. Oh. Well, I guess he's out. <laughs> I don't. I have no clue what that was about, but okay, that's all right. I can, slide down. Call back in. Yeah, slide call back in, man. Yeah, You're man, let's talk about some M, M, A. By the yeah. way, isn't it Friday? Isn't the MAGA report? Yeah, that, well, that was yesterday. He didn't show up. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's too busy. <laughs> oh, shit, today's the... Saturday. Yeah, today's, yeah, today's Saturday. Yeah, oh, my God. Right now. I, I got a little triggered there because, you know, she's a dear friend of mine. Right, 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 right yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I, well, I, I have... I get it, bro, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I missed it on the chat box. I I, I would assume that uh, fucking uh, Wolf Wolf is just fucking around. But if he's not, don't be mean. So I'm not. Just, uh, no, I meant him. I was like, I told him. Reach into your I, I, top hat and pull out some flowers and a red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So how are you guys doing today? What do you guys want to talk about? MMA? I know there are. They, I know they actually have fights on right now. I guess there are four fights, four or five fights into it. Uh, but I haven't been paying Brian attention. Brian Ortega to versus Korean Zombie. What do you guys uh, think is going to happen? Oh, that's that's going to be a pretty easy fight for Korean Zombie. I think it's going to take until late in the second round for him to put him away. I think he'll. I think yeah. it's going to be TKO. Really? Uh huh. What about you, Sly? Is that what you well, think? But here, uh, before I answer that, how many has, has everybody done their fight picks and is it locked or can you still change? I them? did. I did. No, I, I did do my fight pick. I picks. think it's I don't locked, bro. Is. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm sure it is by this point. Yeah. If, it, if it's locked, I'll give you my answer of what I think. But if, I'm, if, if it's not locked, I'm not saying shit until it's over. <laughs> no, it's locked. I, it, it, once the events locked, start, bro. it's locked all this shit. I don't give a nap, bro. It's not for money. <laughs> I got the Korean in round three. Okay. So you, you think it takes, it takes him another round? I, I, you know what? I suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that, that's a good pick, though, Jay. I'm going to be dead last. You know what I said? What? Brian Ortega subs him in the third round. Oh, wow. Yep. That might have happened so before he went off his uh, golden locks, but now he's fucked. Mm. Did you well, see listen, that he his head? He is a submission master, bro. Master. He can submit you from the... Yeah, he is, man. Didn't he? Who, who did he get in that standing guillotine and looked like he was going to break his neck, man? Oh, I can't remember. Remember that? I don't know. The that only thing I know horrible. about Brian Ortega is, is he looks like he would definitely fuck your girlfriend. He was in that movie with the, when Shia LaBeouf was Mexican. Have you oh. guys seen that movie? No, he, I, he I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, the, the one that he got the, like, the full fucking chest tattoo to, for extra believability. Yeah, and then, Shia, and then Shia LaBeouf went, no, what's up, fool? <laughs> he he didn't go crazy Mexican. Man. He didn't do crazy Mexican accent, which you know what, Shia LaBeouf, I give you pre- I give you props. You know, because he wasn't trying to be a Mexican. He was trying to be a white guy that grew up in the ghetto. So you know, you, you only have a little bit of the accent. So I think I'm doing a fight companion. So hold oh. on. Wait, wait. Uh, um, Umber- Umberto. Umberto. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna say that. Gonna have to join. YouTube. I still day. have, I still have an H and M, a B, and an O. Wouldn't it be crazy if that's my real name and it just translated into homeboy? <laughs> just translated into homeboy. I don't. I'm not sure if it works like that. Uh, but did you hear Sly's Sly's inviting you on to his bike companion uh, after the show's over? Uh, Sly, Humberto, I probably don't need to do that. Humberto says thank you. Humberto will see. Humberto talks in third person, bro. Humberto says thank you, and Humberto says you'll see you. All right, there. good. You guys all, the rest of you heard that as well. Uh, just look for Sly Dog's Fight Companion. Make sure you join them after this show's over. Uh, the Fight Camp Companions, I'll be totally honest with you, they're better than the, than the show. Uh, they're they're more fun. No, uh, stop it, bro. No, dude, I've done it. I used to do them before, uh, back before I was back at work, and you know I'd have to what get up on butt ass early. They're a fucking great time. Uh, I mean, they go Why do fucking. You shit on yourself, bro. No, no, you, well, you, know, you want to I mean, pat dude, that's yourself? Not, that's not shit. Pat you on the back again? No, dude, that, that's not shit. You, with, this, you want me to pet you with both hands like you do your dog? <laughs> is that what you want? <laughs> no, Son no. Of a this bitch. case, case of me not shitting myself, they really are a fucking <laughs> awesome time. You guys really should check them out afterwards. It's just a whole bunch of people, you know, hanging out, shooting the shit, and watching the fights. Uh, uh, I've done <laughs> companions that were. I've done the fight companions that were six or seven hours long before, and they and they were a great time from start to finish. I'll pet your head and your back at the same time, bro. <laughs> well, thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, that was great though. And uh, so, uh, so Sly, are you going to be starting right after the uh, this podcast is over, or are you going to like give it a couple minutes for people to get ready? How 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 are they going to find you? Are you just going to call it Sly Dogs uh, Bike Companion? I guess I'm hoping oh. that I have the. I'm hoping I can at least start some music and, and give me a minute to get all my shit together. Right. Sly right. Dogs. Sly Dogs. Yeah. Who do you want to who do you want uh, to call in, bro? Umberto. Everybody. Just. Oh. Um, Umberto Jesus or Christ. Jesus friends. Let me think. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. My favorite is Max. Your friend mm-hmm. Max is my favorite. Okay. Uh, friend, I also like your friend Homeboy eighty eight, and uh, probably but that would probably be you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, well, I like Michael. I like your friend Michael too, but I just don't think that he would be appropriate for a fight companion. Since he's a little bit soft. Too many. Oh my eyes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you might be a little too violent for him. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. horrible. That's that terrible. Look at what are they doing? Why are they on the ground humping each other? <laughs> Shimon. Can we not be friends? That's ignorant. Yeah. Why you poke him in the eye? That's ignorant. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's how exactly how that would go. So, um, yeah. I would slap yeah. him. I would slap him silly. <laughs> I could just imagine you boom walking backwards after the slap. Oh, dude! Wait a minute. Wouldn't that be a good uh, entrance? Like you enter the cage and you do the Michael Jackson kick, and then you moonwalk, and then you oh, spin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be a hell of one. I, I can't believe no one's ever did that. And you grab your nuts before. and you go, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're ready to go, bro. And you're ready to go, bro. You just pictured it all right there in your head, bro. It's a little ooh at the end. That's what got me. The... <laughs> and then he fucks okay, you up. Oh man, that would be horrible. 
Yeah, would be or, yeah that, was, that would be pretty fucking good. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit, dude, yeah. Like, if you Sonya should do that shit. I bet you he would do that. Yeah, do the no, Michael Jackson kick. You know yeah. the kick where it goes to the side and snaps it? Oh, then yeah. Then he fucking moonwalks, spins, and grabs his nuts and goes, oh! I mean, why not? I mean, why not? He already fucking hung Paula Costa in the fucking octagon. <laughs> Jesus. I, I idea. <laughs> Put that dog on my lap. What do you think about that little dog, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, that man. Really... Humberto yeah. made you laugh. Yes, he did. <laughs> you know, it, it's a shame. Uh, I realize that Dana and the UFC want it to be a professional thing, but I hate how much mm-hmm. they crack down on like the fun parts of MMA, like the, the walkouts. People used to have fucking awesome walkouts. Now they're not allowed to do anything. What I mean. uh, you know, um, Israel tried to do a couple of cool things. Basically, uh, Dana told him to stop that bunch of shit. Uh, we'll yeah. cover both oh, who? Yeah. So, Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me a tee hee. <laughs> no. Show them all. <laughs> what are you trying to do to me, bro? Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, um, damn, what were we talking about? I totally fucking forgot. Yeah. This uh, is why I'm in Bert, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, like some of the walkouts you used to see wow. in, like, uh, uh, Pride were, uh, in even Pride, the yeah. were fucking, were fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, my friend Roxy uh, used to, used to do what fucking ridiculous cosplay play things for her uh, weigh-ins in, in a victim. You know, uh, yeah. like anything from uh, Princess Leia uh, to like uh, Melina from Mortal Kombat. And, uh, she, you know, all kinds of different oh, anime man. people. Yeah, you know, and, and she said, she favorite, has a good time with that. What's your favorite walkout? Like, is it Sakuraba where he's wearing the mask and you don't know who which who's Sakuraba? Is it Quentin Rampage Jackson with the oh 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 oh? Um, you know? No, it's uh, I could I I don't even can't even remember the guy's name like Goku Tenkin or something. Uh, Jackie Sudo. I'm sorry. I think you mean Jackie Sudo. That's exactly who I mean. That's right. I knew Sly would come through with what me on that. Do? Oh, dude, he had this fucking crazy walkout. You, you should look him up on YouTube when you get a chance. Uh, like like dressing as like a robot and like he had like an entire dance crew with him oh, and the whole night. Yeah, yeah. That's too much, bro. It's way it's way over the fucking top. But it's cool though. It's you know uh Pride was always a lot more about uh, the show. Yeah, uh, you know. Maybe maybe I'm just like uh, because it's newer. I thought mm-hmm. that Izzy one where he came out with the dancers for me, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys hate it? Did you guys hate it? No, no, I liked it. To me, it was like, like like I said, more old school sort of stuff where they make a production of the shit. You know, Uh, like I I like his shit. Like when he when he wins and he does the machine gun thing and he puts puts it in the holsters. That's pretty cool, man. He's a showman. (laughs) He's a showman, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have you? uh, Did you watch a lot of the old Pride fights? I know you're in the UFC. I don't know how far back you go on that. Yep. Not all of them, but yeah, Fedor versus uh, Crow Cop was huge. I was already okay, watching okay. it when that happened. Okay, uh-huh. yeah, as long as yeah, as long as you're familiar with it, like for like even their announcer was fucking over the top awesome. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mother Russia, no, it should go like this. Emilianenko, Fedor. Yeah, that sounds about right. She is fucking awesome. Um, 
Yeah, and you know, uh, Tits is talking about soccer kicks. Uh, yeah, the Pride, the Pride events Ooh. were just more interesting. The only thing I didn't like about Pride at all was the, was the uh, fact that they had a ring instead of a cage. That's the only thing I preferred about the USB roll set was... Uh, yeah, uh, they I like could the roll cage. under the cage, and then they have to reposition them. Right, right, right. It was pretty common for when people are in trouble to try to escape that way. And in the octagon, there is no escape. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Uh, Joe Rogan has said it, and I, I've kind of seen it. Sometimes the cage is a little bit of a bullshit thing. Khabib uses the cage too much to his advantage, man. Nobody used the cage to their advantage like Chuck Liddell did. I loved it when he got his ass whooped in pride. Yeah, how would how would Khabib do in a ring? How would Khabib do in a ring? Not as good. Thanks, bro. He pushes them against the cage. Yeah, yeah. He he literally lifts them and pushes them against the cage. Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, uh, since I. I want uh, MMA to be as realistic as possible, as close as it is to a like a regular fight, uh, with mm-hmm. a couple exceptions. Like I don't want to see people gouging eye out, guys out, and shit like that. Uh, and mm-hmm. for me, you're way more likely in a fight to encounter a wall than you are to encounter a couple ropes. You know, so uh, I have no problem with people getting pushed up against the, the cage because that that happened in real life too. You know, uh, if you drive, mm-hmm. you know, I drive it somewhere. Chuck did. Chuck would grab a hold of it and hang on, and, and like really, it would change takedowns that would, where he should have been taken down. And oh, that. They always let him get away with it. Oh no, no, that that's one hundred percent bullshit. You know, uh, you in a, in a in the real world. For the most part, walls don't have handholds. So, so if someone drives you up against a wall and uses it to slide you up and pick you up and slam you, you can't grab the wall to stop them from you know. So yeah, I, I, I that 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 kind of shit uh, pisses me off. There's a rule against that for a reason. You can't put you, you can't manipulate uh, the fence with your hands. You can put your hand up against it, but you can't put it in it. Use it as a grip and uh, fucking yeah, I, that's bullshit. So yeah, I agree with you t- totally on that one, Sly. Uh, yeah, yeah, you I use it on a regular basis. And he would he would get multiple warnings within the same fight, and, and like in Pride, they would have fined you after the first one. Actually, yeah. they they were actually shitty too because it seemed like certain guys, uh, Gilbert Ivel, I remember, you know, if they did anything wrong, they would get a yellow card. And I've seen and I saw plenty of Japanese fighters oh. do the same shit. They didn't get them. Oh my god! I sound I sound like I'm on like Wampus's show or something. Because, they, because Quentin and, and Gilbert Ivel happen to both be black. Right, right. I, I'm not talking about colors here, guys. Oh, no, I think it had nothing to do with what color they were. It had to do with the fact that they weren't Japanese. I, I, I think the, I think white people would have been equally discriminated against as well in that situation. Mm, come on, Jay. Well, yeah. yeah. No, it's you know, uh, it's it's well known. In Pride, there's what they called the the hometown advantage. You know, uh, I think in lots of cases, the refereeing went in the way of the uh, of the hometown stars as opposed to the people brought in to fight. Was that just me? You think? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm only halfway here, guys. I'm trying to get this set up for this mic banging right now. Oh, right on, right on. Oh, you don't pay attention then. That's fine. Well, me and me and Umberto will talk amongst yeah, ourselves. I think I'm gonna drop. So. All right, man. It was nice All talking right. to you, man. Hey, Good yeah, luck with your fight companion. Jay, if you can, oh, crap. for a few minutes if you're awake. 
jump in. Yeah. All right, I'll try to before I go to bed. I'll see what I can do. Uh, Pastor Later. Jay, I might have to go. Oh, I will. Oh, uh oh, did you drop a package? No. I yeah, you dropped the package. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only it's eight like battery, battery low, anyway. battery low, battery low, and it's in the yeah, shut off. Yeah. Don't worry about it, man. We're cool. We're cool. I, I think I can cover okay. eight minutes by myself, man. Thanks for calling in, boss. Oh, Appreciate crap. it. All right. All right. Thanks. Later. <laughs> uh, shit. Oh, okay. We've got eight minutes left. Uh, unless someone wants to call in, I guess I'm just going to pick out another topic. Oh, let me put this dog down. You're getting all uncomfortable. You're getting all covered. You're all tangled in the wires, little dog. Am I still here? <laughs> you're still here. You're goddamn. What, what are you still doing here? <laughs> what that? A, what that? A headset? Yeah, it's amazing. And there's no echo either, man. Modern technology has lied me? to us. No, I can't no, hear. I, I can't hear my myself echoing. I don't have my earbud. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're just using it as like Can a regular phone. I sound better than though. normal. <laughs> No, I do have to. Uh, I can't do it like this. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would imagine so, since now you can hear me just to, to the open world, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Shimon! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. Later, boss. Son of a bitch. All right. Later. Uh, shit. Uh, thanks for calling there, homeboy. Uh, okay, we talked about the stupid lady and her bus. Uh, suspect in murder of actor Thomas Jefferson Bird arrested by police drone flown into his apartment. <laughs> There's a hilarious picture of him standing there in his apartment with his stand in his underwear with his hands up. Um, Atlanta police used a drone to arrest a man suspected of murdering Thomas Jefferson Bird, an actor who appeared in several Spike Lee films. Uh, the Atlanta Police Department shared the dramatic video footage on Twitter. In the video, the drone enters the suspect's apartment after the entrance is blown. Uh, lucky entrance. Uh, it appears to survey the inside before the suspect walks out from a back room with his hands up. <laughs> um, the police has identified the suspect as 30-year-old Antonio Dimitri Rines. Uh, he is accused of fatally shooting Mr. Bird earlier this month in southwest Atlanta. Mr. Bird, 70, appeared in several Spike Lee movies. That should be Spike Lee joints. They don't know the nomenclature like I do. Uh, including uh, Clockers, Get on the Bus, Bamboozled, He Got Game, and Red Hook Summer, among others. Uh, he was found dead on, on October 3rd near his home with multiple gunshot wounds in his back. Uh, that's shitty. Um, <laughs> that's weird, though. Uh, like The dude was like 70. Um and I assume at least a reasonably successful actor. Uh, I can't imagine what he'd be doing in an area like uh, where he'd be susceptible to being shot in the back a whole bunch of times. Um, that's a shame. Well, I wonder if he was, he'd fallen into hard times or something like, which is why that happened. Or if it was someone that knew him when not being random violence. Uh, but 70s, you know, that's too young. Uh, I assume most people want to live past 70. I have conversations with people about this all the time. Some people, not so much. You know, there's people, I've talked to people all the time that, you know, 70 is like the oldest that I'd want to live to. And most of them won't, you know, say, you know, I've had people say they want to clock out when they're 65. I'm like, dude, you say that now, but wait till you're 65. <laughs> uh, most people don't actually want to actively die. Uh, and I can't understand why. I mean, I, 
if you're in really poor health or something like that, but I know tons of people that are in their 60s, 70s, and 80s that are perfectly healthy, happy people having fun lives. So it, old age doesn't have to suck. It depends on how you take care of yourself beforehand and, and the mindset that you go into it with. Uh, I want to live to a fucking 100, assuming that, you know, that I'm not in horrible shape at that point. And I, I realize that's a lofty goal, especially considering my past health record. Uh, but I see people, like like I said, in their 90s that are having a great time in life. Uh, I see people in their 90s that aren't having a good time in life, too. But, you know, that's the risk that you take. That's life for you. You, you never know what you're going to get. Which is a bullshit fucking saying, by the way. Life's a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That's bullshit. You, life is like a big box of shit with an occasional chocolate in there. Because you know what? You know what you're normally going to get. <laughs> so, um, sorry for that poor analogy, but you know what I mean. All right. Well, you know, we're about three minutes short, but I don't feel like starting up a new article. So we're going to go ahead and call this and give people time to, uh, um, you know, get their drinks and snacks together before they join Sly Dog's awesome fight companion. Uh, I want to thank Sly and Rainer for calling in. Uh, I want to thank Homeboy for calling in. Uh, if I missed anybody else, uh, oh, Sly Dog, Sly's calling back. One second. What up, Sly? Hey, I got the show off. It's just got music. You know, I need a, I need a couple of minutes to grab a couple of seltzers and prep. So, join right on. everybody. Join. You're all, all right. Welcome. You guys, you guys heard you heard the gentleman. Uh, rush on over and join. Uh, for, and just for so my, you know, uh, look for my logo. It's actually a picture of me. Uh, I tried to become a. Uh, Apple model when back when they had the iPods. Oh, and that's me doing a fight pose. Even though I know, don't make fun of my stance, you guys. That's really me. And, and if you zoom in, I'm holding an i. It's my iPod. I actually have ah. a picture. All right. So, oh, hey, Homelander, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Jay? Why don't you stay up for a half an hour and call in to Sly Show? Uh, what I what, what I might do is once I uh, get off here and take my pills and stuff like that, I might. Uh, uh, call in while I'm eating my uh, like uh, cereal before I go to bed. Your your PB and J. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I, I can't have really. That's right. You can't have that. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. All right. Talk to you later, dude. All right. Call you in. guys have a great. All right. All right. And, uh, as for myself, I'll be back tomorrow at six o'clock. Uh, I want to thank everybody for calling in. I want to thank the OG Army for listening. Uh, until then, uh, I'm Passive J, and you guys have yourself a great day. <laughs>